We like to think of terrorist plots as being a condition of the modern world. However, there were such plots around over 2,000 years ago. During the hectic period of the end of the Roman Republic, Rome was faced with a terrorist plot of its own. A group of disgruntled aristocrats wanted to burn down the city and take control of the Republic. Learn more about the Catiline Conspiracy on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Summer is right around the corner, and that means cookouts. No matter what your preferred food is for a cookout or a barbecue, ButcherBox can help you make it the best. If you want to serve up some hamburgers, ButcherBox has grass-fed ground beef to make the perfect smash burger. Want to cook up some steaks? Well, ButcherBox has that too, with some of the best cuts of steak, such as New York Strip, ribeye, and filet mignon. Do you like grilled chicken? Well, ButcherBox has some of the best pasture-raised chicken that you will find anywhere. And if you really want to wow people at your next cookout, you can try grilling some of their wild-caught salmon on a cedar plank. Sign up at ButcherBox.com daily and get a special deal. ButcherBox is offering my listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com daily and use code daily to choose your free-for-a-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. This episode is sponsored by Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. I recently had the chance to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond, and I can attest to its exceptional aromas with hints of caramel and vanilla intertwining with its oakiness, which provide a well-rounded flavor profile. Taking a sip is akin to experiencing a piece of bourbon history firsthand. Heaven Hill Distillery may be America's most quintessential bourbon distillery. Established in 1935 after the end of Prohibition, the distillery was established by the Shapira family and has remained a family-owned distillery to this day. In 1897, Congress passed the Bottled in Bond Act, which set forth strict rules for any bourbon labeled Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon goes beyond the stringent requirements of the law by aging its bourbon for seven years, not four. The end result is a gold medal-winning bourbon that truly stands out. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Heaven Hill reminds you, think wisely, drink wisely. The Catiline Conspiracy, also known as the Catalinarian Conspiracy, is often overlooked because of the even bigger events which came before and after. The events of the Catiline Conspiracy came between the civil war between Marius and Sulla and the civil war between Caesar and Pompey. It isn't so much that the Catiline Conspiracy wasn't important so much as it's overshadowed by bigger events that happened, sort of in the same way that the hyperinflation of the Weimar Republic isn't quite given the same amount of attention as World War I or World War II. The first civil war between Marius and Sulla left major scars on Rome. Many of Rome's elite were killed via Marius's massacres and Sulla's prescription lists, which basically made it legal to murder anyone on the list and take some of their stuff. The war wrecked the Roman economy and dramatically hampered international trade. As a result, many Romans incurred major debts. These included both lower-class Publians and the upper-class Optimates. One of the Romans who had incurred serious debt was one Lucius Sergius Catiline. Catiline was from an aristocratic family who could trace its origins back to the founding of the Republic. However, no one in his family, the Sergia, had been a consul for 300 years. 
having consuls in your family was a really big deal in Rome. And the more consuls your family had, the more prestige and honor your family had. On paper, Catiline was a decent candidate for consul. He had the right kind of family, he had served as a governor in Africa, and he had been elected to the position of praetor. However, there were rumors that had followed him around. His wife and son died in Africa under mysterious circumstances, and many people believed that he had killed his family so he could marry a wealthy new wife. Catiline thought that the solution to all of his problems would be getting elected consul. He made an all-out effort to win the election to consul in the year 63 BC. He went even deeper into debt to get votes, and he made promises and alliances with elite Romans. He basically thought that this was his one and only chance to get elected and restore some of the honor back to his family. And when he would be appointed proconsul after his term in office, he could make a lot of money off being corrupt, just like everyone else did. The problem was, he wasn't elected. The consuls elected for the year 63 BC were Gaius Antonius Hibertia and Marcus Tullius Cicero. Gaius Antonius Hibertia's biggest claim to fame would be being the uncle of Mark Antony, who would come to power years down the road. He was a pretty shady guy himself and had actually been kicked out of the Senate previously. However, the character that is central to this story is the other consul, Cicero. Cicero was not like Catiline at all. For starters, Cicero managed to become the consul in his year, which was a major accomplishment. At the time, the minimum age for being a consul was 42. If you became consul in the first year you were eligible, you were considered to have been consul in your year. On top of that, Cicero was what was called a novus homo, or a new man. A novus homo was someone who was the first person in their family to become a consul, something that happened pretty infrequently. He was born in a small town outside of Rome to a family of the equestrian rank, which was still upper class but below that of senatorial rank. Cicero is best known as one of the greatest orators in Roman history, and a full three-fourths of the known Latin texts written from this period all come from Cicero, and his writings have been the basis for students learning Latin for almost 2,000 years. When Catiline lost the election, he got angry. Really angry. Burn everything to the ground angry. He was upset that he lost, but he was really upset that he lost to an outsider like Cicero. Having rolled the dice for the consulship and lost, he also lost much of his support amongst the optimates. Catiline began to assemble a motley crew of senatorial-class Romans and Publians who all had similar problems and grievances. Many of the senators had been discredited in one form or another, usually kicked out of the Senate or removed from some other office. They, like the Publians he worked with, were pretty much all heavily in debt. Two of his more noteworthy conspirators were Lucius Cassius Longinus, a former praetor, and Publius Atronius Paetus, a former consul. The plan was to first assassinate a whole bunch of senior senators, including Cicero. Then they would start fires around the city, burning much of it down, and in the process, destroying all of the debt records of everyone in the city. Then they would join up with the army of Gaius Manlius, whose soldiers served under Sulla and hadn't been paid, and then march on Rome where Catiline and his conspirators would take control of the government. As plans went, it was rather blunt, but it was a plan which would overthrow or possibly end the Roman Republic. Word of the conspiracy leaked to Cicero from the mistress of one of the conspirators. The mistress's name was Fulvia, and the conspirator was Quintus Curius. Fulvia was going to leave Curius because he was broke, but he convinced her that she should stay because his fortunes were about to change for the better, and he told her the entire plan. Fulvia immediately went to Cicero's wife, Terentia, who then told Cicero. The next day, Cicero convened the Senate at the Temple of Jupiter Satyr, which was a sanctuary, and surrounded it with guards and outlined the plot, with Catiline present in the Senate for the whole thing. 
Supposedly, as the charges against Catiline were given by Cicero, the senator sitting next to Catiline slowly began to move away. Catiline defended himself by denying the charges and by appealing to his family's history in that there was no way the word of a new man like Cicero could be believed over someone like him. Cicero, unfortunately, had no evidence, only hearsay, so nothing was done. Cicero did, however, hire bodyguards for himself, which was necessary because there was an assassination attempt. Soon after, however, some senators were sent anonymous letters telling them to leave Rome and outlining the plan. Crassus, one of the richest and most powerful men in Rome, was given a letter and went directly to Cicero. Cicero then presented the letters to the senators to whom they were addressed in a session of the Senate, and again, Catiline denied all the charges. In fact, he offered to put himself under house arrest, even in Cicero's villa, if necessary. And that night, after offering to put himself under house arrest, Catiline fled the city to meet up with a group of soldiers and plebs that were assembling north of Rome. While Catiline was with the army, the rest of the conspirators worked on the plot back in the city. It was then that an envoy of Gauls from the Roman province of Transalpine Gaul was in Rome to make an appeal about their governor. Five of the conspirators wrote letters to the Gallic leaders to get their support. As the letters were sent out of Rome, they were intercepted, which was the final proof that the Senate needed. This wasn't hearsay or anonymous letters. This was something that they could take action on. So they did. The Senate issued a Senatus Consultum Ultimatum, known as the Final Decree of the Senate. This was rarely done, and it was the final step before declaring a dictator during an emergency. It gave the consuls the go-ahead to do anything within their power to solve the problem. The language I used in that last sentence was very specific, and I'll get to that in a bit. Cicero then arrested the five conspirators still in Rome that wrote the letters and sentenced them to death without a trial, with the execution to be carried out immediately. All five of the conspirators were strangled to death. When Cicero left the prison where the sentences were carried out, he met a cheering crowd and simply said one word, Wixere, which means they are dead. There was an objection to the death sentence given by Julius Caesar. While he wasn't defending the conspirators per se, he noted that as Roman citizens, they had a right to a trial, and the Senatus Consultum Ultimatum did not give the power to waive the right to a trial. After an impassioned speech by Cato the Younger, the executions went ahead anyway. Once the army to the north heard about the conspirators being caught, the vast majority of the soldiers fled. An estimated force of ten to 20,000 was reduced by 75%. Roman legions eventually confronted Catiline and his men and wiped most of them out. Supposedly, knowing there was no escape, Catiline put himself on the front line and committed suicide by centurion. The conspiracy had been foiled, and the Roman Republic was saved. The Senate bestowed upon Cicero the title Pater Patriae, which means Father of the Fatherland. Five years later, Julius Caesar and his allies in the Senate would use Cicero's death sentences without a trial against him to have him exiled from Rome. So much for being the father of the fatherland. The entire episode of the Catiline Conspiracy ended up becoming just another stepping stone towards the end of the Republic. While it was the defining event in the career of Cicero, ultimately it became one of many issues which simply led to the next Roman Civil War. Everything Everywhere Daily is an Airwave Media Podcast. The associate producers are Thor Thompson and Peter Bennett. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so over at Patreon.com. And remember, if you leave a review or send in a question, you too can have it read on the show.